0: what's up detailers daily this podcast is brought to you by our mates at autofiber australia so providing the world's finest microfiber right here in australia as a professional detail it's so important not only to use real high quality products but also real fine quality towels as well i never thought too much into the microfiber but once i started using and to test out the autofiber range i really noticed the difference in efficiency and I'm getting better results and the towers last way longer. The Scrub Ninjas, Coating Applicators, Drying towers are just some of the products I use, and they're well worth the money. So make an order today and use the code 15DDUP and get 15% off, and they'll even throw in a free product. So head over to autofiber.com.au or check them out on Instagram, Autofiber Australia. Thanks. Welcome to the Detailing Down Under Podcast the place for everything auto detailing in australia right now here's your host dale, dale guthrie. guthrie g'day and welcome to the detailing down under podcast i'm your host dale guthrie we're back um back into another week another pod so um yeah we'll see how we go with the the week on week off stuff at the moment um watch this space on that one so um few little things happening and um yeah i've been talking to a few in the industry of late and um yeah we have a bit good discussions about what's going on and and where this pod's heading so um keep an eye out what's going on and um we'll see where it ends up with um <clears throat> our week to week sort of episode so um they could be spaced out at this stage um to a fortnight just for um what would i say operational purposes to make everyone's life easy so um we'll see what happens with that but yeah but anyway um not much else has been happening so we'll hook into it um had a, a guy here reach out and um we chat about it and then um, we thought we'd uh finally tee up a time and it's been pretty good so we've got um Jason, all the way from Detail Auto House in Brookvale, New South Wales. So how you going, mate? Good
1: well, thanks, mate. How are good.
0: you? I'm good. So thanks for making the time and um yeah. So it's good.
1: Yeah, not a problem at all, mate. It's actually a pleasure to be here. You know, it's my first podcast, so um yeah, a bit nervous, but yeah, let's let's get into it and
0: yeah, do it. Yeah, no, that's all right. Uh no, you're not the only one that's nervous. I used to be nervous, sort of am sometimes as well, but um Hopefully it all goes well, and um, but yeah, other than that, um, we'll get into it. So, how did you how did you start? It is called Detail House, is that is the actual?
1: Uh, Yeah, Detail Auto House. Yep. Um, so the way we started, so I'm actually a mechanic by trade. So I've been in the mechanical industry for fifteen years now. Um, five of those years I was into management, so managing stores. I used to run the Kmart Tire and Auto stores. Um, And then moved into Bridgestone Select, uh, which was quite good. But coming up towards the end of my career in mechanical, I just had a bit more of a passion for something else. And that was to make cars. uh, I just liked working with cars, but I got sick of fixing them. And I just liked making them look nice. Uh, So I had a Mazda RX3 coupe that I used to, you know, every weekend polish and you know, touch everything up here and there and, and all that. And the car just it, it really brought out my OCD because things like you know, if bolts weren't if bolts are going a little bit rusty, you know, change them. If the housings on the engine started getting a bit faded, I'd repaint them and everything. So I really that car really brought out my O C D and I thought, this is this is awesome. I really like doing this. Um so the first Stage of my detailing career was really um I started my uh, own business called um Jason's Headlight Restoration. Jason's Headlight Restorations. So we used to fix um headlights. So if they were all foggy or they're yellow and everything, we'll go to someone's house and sand them up and re-clear coat them. And I was doing pretty well at that. that. That went pretty well. Um, however, a lot of people on Facebook Marketplace saw that I was doing that started undercutting me. If I was trying to get a hundred bucks, they're trying to do it for 50. So that kind of died down a little bit. Um, But I did, when I did do it, I thought, okay, maybe I'll add some value. So I washed the car first and then did the headlights. Then the overall appearance at the end was a, a nice, a nice appearance. So people go, wow, that looks fantastic. And then it went from that to washing the car, then quick detailing it and then doing the headlights and people were like, oh, this is an awesome, transformation and then it just went from there to oh watching all these videos on youtube and then going oh look at all these awesome products and all this stuff and um uh I really enjoyed it so but I was like oh maybe this is just over the top for me it's just it's too much so I went and got my car detailed I spent $1,500 I got my car detailed um at the time and it, the car was fantastic I admit that um the paint correction was spot on interior was was amazing However, after about three months, I noticed it wasn't really beating up much anymore. So I questioned the guy and um, he started mentioning, oh, you're doing this wrong. You're doing that wrong. And I was like, but I've, I've used everything that you've given me to do. I, fo- I followed all your guides and I just don't know what's going on. And uh, instead of helping, he just got very aggressive and said, well, if you think you can do it better yourself, go for it. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a crack. So I went down to a, a detailing shop near here and I asked them, I go, well, can you guys do a paint correction? Cause I don't know how to do it. And um, so they did that. And then I, um, I watched all these videos and um, I applied my first ceramic coating, um, which was C quartz UK 3.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did that and um, I was like, Oh, this is awesome. I love this. My car looks, my car looks so good. And, and I was actually obsessed. I mean, whenever it would rain, I'd sit out by the window looking at the beads on the car and everything. I was like, Oh, this is, this is mad. I love this. Like, I, I actually just, went crazy and um yeah very quickly I just really didn't like doing mechanical work anymore and running stores and dealing with a lot of stuff so I said um yeah I'll try I'll try detailing out so I pushed it a little bit further and uh, I did every weekend I was booked out you know Saturday Sundays working and working from you know I finished work at five o'clock and I'd work till 10 o'clock at night detailing and um it got to a point where I had a lot of work on and I moved from uh, Bridgestone Select and I was going to start my new job at Midas. And I was potentially looking at buying the franchise there because I was like, well, maybe I'll just give Mechanical one last push and see if I really like doing this. So, And I had five weeks off in between Bridgestone and Midas. So I said, okay, let's push this. I'm going to advertise a little bit and see how it go. And in those five weeks, I was... Crazy busy. I had cars everywhere. I was I was doing about two to three ceramic coatings a week in my garage because yeah. I was I was just mobile and I was doing things in my garage. And I thought, well, wow, this is this is incredible. You know, I'd wake up, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd go for a walk or something, and everything, and then come back and detail late, and it didn't matter because I was at home. So i will detail into the night. Does didn't really matter for me. So I was like, yeah, this is actually creating a bit of a lifestyle here for me, which. And I, it was just a, a shock for me because working eight to five for the past uh, you know, 15 years, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm out doing stuff at like nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, like, this is great. And then I will go back to work. So it, it was just a nice, it was a nice um, awakening for me. And I was like, oh, I love this. This is fantastic. Hmm. So I went to Midas to see how it went and I was looking at the franchise and I was like, oh, it's pretty cheap. Maybe this can work. And then I got there, and I just hated it every day. My phone was ringing about detailing work, and um, I was on a good salary, and all that. it was it was fine. But I was still losing money by going to work, and I was like, man. So I I really tried it out, but I was like, I just don't enjoy doing this. I really just hate doing this now. So um, I had an opportunity to be where I'm at now, and it was actually right in the middle of COVID. Right in the middle of COVID, so we started here in twenty twenty, um, sorry twenty one. So we started on the fourteenth of Feb twenty one, and yeah, we were right smack bang in the middle of COVID. And I said, yeah, why not? Um, i will try. I've never had my own business before, so let's let's try it out. So came down I got the shop prepared and everything we painted the floors and we did a few things just to tidy it up and and get me going and um I thought well if this doesn't work out I can always go back to being a mechanic there's plenty of mechanic jobs out there and manager roles and everything so I was like I can go back to doing that so I'll just try it out and um yeah so here I am now and I um I remember the first day uh first day I was here I remember I sat in the middle of the workshop floor and I was looking around saying, oh, what, what have I just done? <laughs> I, I've just left, you know, a good salary, had a company car, all that stuff. And I was like, man, I'll, what have I, I'll, I've got no income now. Mm. What if, what if, and I started getting doubts, what if people don't come in? What's going to happen? I've got these bills to pay, I've got overheads to pay now. And um, and I had staff coming. um. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have to pay them. How, am I, how do I do all this? Mm. So um, I kind of walked around the uh, Brookvale and I was handing out my cards. I was like, "Oh, look, we're a new detailing shop, and you know, send me some work, please." And you know, <laughs> trying to you know let people know that we're here. And um, within the next day or two, I had cars out the driveway. Like I had cars. I was so busy. I had cars everywhere, and I was like, "Whoa, this is insane." Um. <laughs> So I actually hired um a, a good friend of mine. He's actually a customer of mine. Um I actually detailed his M3. Um because I've had a lot of BMW M3. So I'm pretty well known in the uh, in the M3 community and everything. So I did I did um this customer's car and he was so fascinated by all the detailing products and everything that we all just stayed in touch. And um I let him know that, you know, he was one that actually helped me pushed me to do this. He said, you, you're very talented. You should do this. Like you, you have a lot of passion in this. You, you, I can see it in you. And I I always thought, "No, nah, I couldn't do it. It's just too much. So anyways, now I have my own business and um, yeah. So uh, I, I called him and said, oh, look, um, John, I've, I've done this. I've, I've opened my own, my own shop and I'm probably going to need some help. So <laughs> you want to help me out? And he said, yeah, I'd love to. So um a, a little bit about John he was actually retired at the time right. and um he just saw a new passion in detailing like I did and he actually came out of retirement and started working with me he was he's actually been with me since day 1 so oh, wow. um, yeah so he's actually still with us now so you know massive praise to him and and what he's helped me out with and and you know the challenges that we faced together and yeah he's he's been a massive part of it so Wow. Yeah. So so pretty much from that second or third day onwards in business, I've just been busy every single day. Like I don't recall ever having a slow, I wouldn't say a slow week, probably just more of a chilled out week. But it's usually we're usually quite busy all the time. So yeah, I know I'm very blessed to, to say that. So
0: wow, what a what a story. That's yeah, cool. yeah.
1: So we really started from yeah, in the in the garage and you know, working from five till ten o'clock at night, and sometimes even midnight, and Saturdays and Sundays, and um, just yeah, a lot. So, uh, oh, also uh, amongst my journey, um, I was I was working at Auto Shine Prestige Detailing in um in Guildford with Omar, and um, yeah, I learned a lot off him. Um, I learned a lot about the detailing industry and how it all worked. Um, so yeah, massive praise to him as well, man. Like he's absolutely, I consider him the best in Sydney and um i'm proud to say that i i worked aside him just for a short period of time um but I'm, I'm proud to call him a friend and and you know if i need something i can always call him and, and same with him he can always call me we can always chat about these things so yeah
0: yeah, right. yeah. um <clears throat> i'll probably just track back to so there was a lot of market in the just the headlight side of restoration
1: yeah man yeah so um i had a lot of work then because you got to remember from my side, being a mechanic, cars were coming for a rego check. Headlights are just completely foggy. You can't even register a reading with the headlight uh, meter. So cars would fail rego and they'd need to be fixed up. A lot of people didn't know what to do. So a lot of people were just replacing headlights. But I mean, some headlights on some of these cars are over $1,000 each.
0: Mm, I've heard that, yeah.
1: A lot of families can't afford that. So, I mean, some Mercs that we... I used to do a lot of Mercs. some Mercs are over a thousand dollars per headlight because they have the um, you know, the, the auto sensing headlights, and they, you know, they go around the corner when you go around the corner, and all sorts of things that like, they move around a lot. So people couldn't afford that. So if, when I was fixing it for hundred to hundred twenty dollars for a pair, people were cheering, and then they'll <laughs> tell their friends, and people would tell their friends, and all of a sudden I got really busy. Um, so. Yeah, but then it, I just got undercut a lot. You know, I had a lot of people saying, oh, look, there's people doing out there for 50. Can you, you know, match their price? <laughs> and I was like, well, the, the kit alone cost me $55. So, I mean, like, I can't yeah. do it. It's just going backwards. So, look, obviously, they weren't doing the same process as I was doing. Um, But it comes back to, like, what I was talking to you about um before where... You have a ceramic coating and a ceramic coating one's 1500 one's 800 and people go oh it must be the same thing but it's it's actually it's actually not so yeah yeah it's just one of those things so it um unfortunately it just dried me out a little bit and um that's when i started looking at other ways you know, like washing the car first and then doing the headlights and people go wow that looks fantastic and yeah so that was
2: great.
0: Right. well that's fairly standard but the the industry everyone charging bugger all and you're trying to run your own show and charge a decent price a fair amount and they're just like undercutting you doing half price
1: yeah exactly right exactly right
0: <clears throat> no i've never heard um that headlight we normally see that as another service but then you're doing it as a standalone job and a yeah. little yeah. bit side business so no that's pretty cool and yeah i can relate to you working from home and working two jobs and or a few jobs and trying to detail cars on the weekend and that's me at the moment. So oh,
1: awesome, man. What do you, what do you normally do like during the week?
0: I uh, will actually do, I work, I go away. I work over in WA for a week Oh, in, nice! nice. In, a, in a mine. So yeah, I'll go oh. over there. Yeah. So I've been doing that for 13 years. So I'm slowly winding that down. So, um, yeah, so that's sort of what I do and that's sort of why it's hard to align with people a little bit, but, um, yeah, everyone said I should give it up, which I did for a while, um just put it on, on the side for a little bit and yeah, I was full time, full noise for a bit. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll wind that down eventually. So we'll just sort of one thing at a time.
1: Awesome, man. But
0: yeah. Cool. I can definitely relate to what you were, you were up to. So and that's where I'm at at the moment. So, oh,
1: fantastic.
0: so yeah. Um, so yeah, you had a, you had a few challenges. Have you had many challenges at, at, at the start? Like you say, you're pretty busy now, so everything's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Um. The biggest challenge I had probably at the start was obviously like, how do I run a business? I mean, I used to manage stores before, but I never saw the backend kind of things of how everything runs. Got to make sure you pay your taxes. Make sure you do all this stuff properly. So it's, it's it's very overwhelming, and I had to train someone from the very start who had no idea even how to wash a car. Mm. So I was like, I was busy. I was trying to work out how to run a business. Train someone who couldn't even wash a car properly to now is I'd call it a professional detailer. Um that and I had a few people that uh, that were um uh, I think the hardest thing for me, the biggest challenge for me was trying to, to oh, how do I say it? How do I say it? It's hard to say. I think the hardest challenge for me was obviously trying to get the right money for the jobs that we're trying to do. Charge Um,
0: accordingly sort of thing.
1: Charge accordingly. I mean, now I had to factor in that I wasn't at home. Um, So now I'm paying rent. Now I'm paying staff. So that was a challenge for me trying to uh, adjust my prices. It's, It's all well and good to say this was $200. Now it's $800. But I mean, in my heart, I just didn't feel right about it. So I had to slowly build it up and then Mm. and do all that but um, no so far we've been we've been pretty good I haven't had too many challenges Um, everything's gone kind of smooth sailing I mean like I've come from running stores and things so managing people has been pretty good I'm great with customers um, a lot of people know me in the area I've been here for oh, 17 years now yeah. so a lot of people know me in the area so th- I've already had a trust built up with a lot of customers um, so everything's kind of just gone quite smoothly I guess so
2: yeah, so it's
1: and, and that also comes back from my experience running stores. I mean, that's that's definitely helped me progress in this. But I mean, if I had no experience of that at all, it would be a much much bigger challenge, much bigger challenge.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, nice. Yeah, no, so yeah I. So with my other work, I've done supervisor work. So you sort of can take bits and pieces and how to talk to people and work with people in that way. If you ever did you get uh, your own sort of um, workers, then you can know how to deal with them and work with them. And it helps oh, you talk to customers as well, so and communicate. Yeah,
1: hundred percent, percent. It helps. It just helps you understand what the customers' needs are, um, how to do things properly, and everything, and, and all that. Like it really, it really helps that. But I mean, like if you come from a a background of not really dealing with customers too much, and but you're a very good skill set. I mean, if that's that makes business very difficult because you got to know how to deal with customers and deal with problems. Um, be calm about things and just 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 face them, move on, and be positive about things.
0: Because mm, we all can, uh, most people can uh, detail, and not everyone can sort of get the business side of things running. So, and that's yeah. where their business is lack. So, yeah.
1: But, um, oh man, so yeah, man. I probably say my biggest. I just remember now, my biggest challenge was actually COVID.
0: Oh yeah, I was going to ask how that was up there.
1: Yeah, that was actually my biggest challenge. One because I wasn't sure if we we're allowed to operate. Um. Two, I saw a lot of detailers get closed down. Cops will walk in and say you can't be here, so i would go. So, I mean, we were operating with a door down, just just to keep going. Um, but we also found in in the in the facts that it said that you could do vehicle sanitizing and all that stuff. So we we're pushing that heavily. Um, but still, I mean, I was on the phone to Service New South Wales probably three times a week just to find out. Yeah, I want some clear facts on if we can be open or not, or what's mm-hmm. what's going on. And not even they could tell me. So I think for me mentally, my mental health was a big big problem during that that period. Um, because I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. I was like, Can I be here? You know, is anybody and you know, if I heard a knock on the door and it was just a customer, I was like, Oh my god, maybe it's maybe <laughs> I'm gonna get shut down. Like I was freaking out. So it was it was a hard thing. I mean, we were busier than ever. I had cars everywhere it was unbelievable um and we're doing some serious seriously good work um but yeah i think it was just because it was just like at that time everybody was just talking about it it was all over the radio all over facebook social, social media so there was a lot of anxiety on me as a business owner um so yeah we just we just kept moving man we said try to stay positive we didn't listen to any radio we just listened to like good music every day just talked And we tried to just make things act like normal uh, regardless of what was happening outside, outside our four walls. Mm. Um, And it actually taught me a lot, man, because in COVID we, yeah, like I said, like we tried to stay within our business within our four walls and just talk like, act like everything's all normal. And that kind of trained me into thinking that um, I don't really care what anybody else is doing around me, other detailers and other shops out there on social media, like I worry about what I do within my business and we just try and focus on doing the right thing and doing good work and focus on the customers and, and focus on what they what their what their needs are and make sure we do
0: the right thing hmm. no that's that's good especially when you're not long started and then everything i had the um in the other episode COVID. he sort of started it during that time and then yeah COVID hit and then sort of had to slow down and everyone's worried about what it's going to do and so um did you struggle getting the location and how how did that go where is that um, where you are now is that you've
2: yeah so yep.
1: i've actually been very lucky um so the factory that i'm in now is one of my old customers when i was at bridgestone and um just someone that i've known around brookvale for you know 15 years brookvale is actually a small community so yeah. everybody kind of knows each other and you know if you look up if you look up people they look up your back so it's a good thing and um i was always um uh, you know, helping them out if they needed ties or anything like that. So we'll, we'll look after them. So they actually moved from this factory down to their other factory that they, they were building in the meantime. And um, he said to me, he's like, Oh, look, we're not going to be in the factory anymore. Um, do you want to, do you want to use it for your detailing? He goes, I know you're doing it at home. I can see on social media, you're doing it at home and you're going to people's houses. He goes, but you know, do you want to be in the factory? So um, I, I jumped at it because I, yeah, at that point, like I really just didn't like my career in mechanical and I was like, oh, I just, I want to change. I need to change. And this was my, this was my biggest push. Mm. So yeah, I did it. And um i tell you what, I was, uh yeah, I was, I was pretty scared. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was scared, man. Like I was like, what have I done? Like, yeah, it's, I went from a good income to like none. And I was like, damn, <laughs> so but here we are. We're doing right. So I can't complain really. But it was a good push. It was a push I needed. Mm. And I think sometimes people just need to get out of their comfort zone and just like, yeah, just 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 do what they need to do. Because there's so much opportunity out there. Um, you know, and I think people get a bit stagnant in their jobs and they think, oh look, maybe this is it, I'm comfortable, I'm earning good money. I know I don't like going to work, but it's okay. I think people just need to get out there and and do what they actually like doing because you really enjoy it I mean like I've all said to my friends and and my my workers if I won the lotto tomorrow I would still detail because yeah. I love doing this I actually love, really love it um so yeah it's just I just think yeah that was the, the best thing for me was just to to get into it and do it so
0: yeah yeah now some of your shop looks pretty cool too what you've done
1: yeah we've done a few things um we're currently trying to get a bit more space um I want to build I'm trying. I want to build a nice like booth, like a showcase booth, uh, yeah. in my shop. I'm just trying to get a bit more space at the moment because we only have a, a, a small section of my on my warehouse, um, or factory, whatever you want to call it. But I, um, yes, yeah, so I'm trying to actually build a get more space, and I want to build like a nice showcase booth. So we do do a lot of high end cars, um, and I want to showcase those cars really professionally, and you know it's something that the owner. Um, we'll really feel feel good about as well. Um because one thing, as you know, detailing can create a lot of dust.
2: Mm.
1: Especially if you're doing a, a very big um, you know, paint paint correction on a European car with hard paint. You've got to use wool pads and wool goes everywhere and dust goes everywhere. So it's very difficult for me at the moment if we've got three cars in line and one car's just been ceramic coated and we've got to do a heavy cut on another car. The biggest challenge I have is trying to keep that car clean. Mm without doing without obviously washing it again or, or wiping it down. So yeah, I'd like to build a booth. That way once the car's done, I can either put it in that booth, um, close the doors and then we can operate still. Um without heavy cutting and everything, make dust and all and all that and just not worry about it. So that that's one thing that we're um we're we're trying to do. But so far we've done what we can with the shop. I mean we've done all the all the paneling in there, the sign writing and and um yeah we've got our G technique banners up there. We've got our Sonax banners up as well. So, um, which are our partners that we use? Yep.
0: So, yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we do what we can. We do what we can.
0: Yep. So, your uh, your services. So you you mainly do. You're into obviously the G technique coatings.
1: Yeah. G um, um. And yeah, we use a lot of our Sonax products for our oh, general. Right. Yep. Yeah. For our general detailing, um, we love Sonax. We think that's such a fantastic part of our business. Um. I think predominantly because there are so many products out there that a lot of them do a very good job, right? However, I just think Sonax really aligns with our business. Um, I think the products really offer a fantastic uh, finish as well, especially some of their leather products. Um, and also they're safe. I mean, like a lot of people use APC and stuff. We try not to. Um due to pH levels and things like that as well, especially when it comes to leather cleaning. Um, mm-hmm. APC can actually be quite harsh. Yes, it does a nice job, but I mean, it is quite harsh. Um, so we, we just try to use everything correctly. I mean, like sometimes we're working on cars worth millions and millions of dollars. So this is all stuff that we need to kind of bring into our point of detailing where, you know, if we're detailing an extremely rare car when there's only, you know, five of them worldwide we Can't just be using APC on that, you know, mm-hmm. we need to be using really high quality products, and that's where we brought in Sonax. I mean, Sonax is a German company, uh, they've been around for what 70 odd years now. So, and every time we use their products, we, 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 we're still amazed by the results that we get. So, um, G Technique's been a fantastic part of our business. I mean, it, um, the ceramic coatings that from G Technique are just fantastic. I mean, I know there's a lot out there, there's, like I said, there's like over, there's probably like, you know, there's so many ceramic coatings out there. Mm. Um, you can't use them all, you know? So we found one that works, one that aligns with our business. Uh, we've tested it. Like I, so with all the products that we use, um, I actually put them on my own car first, test it, beat it up, leave it outside in the sun, don't wash it for months on end and see how it all performs. And that's why we stuck with G-Technique. Things like Crystal Serum Ultra is just an absolute beast. It's been so good. I mean, I have it because we have a loan car. Yep. Um, And on, on our loan car, I mean, I've washed that car probably six times last year, over the whole year. <laughs> and over December, I was like, I'm just going to give it a good wash. And um, it's just still beating up like day one. You're right. Like, it's just awesome. And that car is outside 24-7. It's with customers all the time. It never gets, it doesn't get much love um so yeah it just works and for for us we don't want we don't want customers to come back we want people to call us and say man this is great so Mm -hmm. so that's why we use g-technique uh we use sonax um we've designed a wash kit with sonax um so customers after they get a ceramic coating job or just in general they can use the products that we use on a daily and get the same kind of results that we do so yeah it's fantastic man
0: fantastic did you, I think you'd done some, I think Sonax um, were out doing some training here recently. Was that, did I see you there?
1: Yeah, I was there, man. I was there. That's so um, so we went to um, Ferrari Sydney and we are doing a lot of training down there. Um, some polishing techniques, using a rotary and also a DA. Um, going through their range. So using, um, you know, the leather cleaner, the leather protection, brilliant shine detailer. Um, The upholstery and Alcantara cleaner, a lot of those cars have Alcantara. um, And all the way through to using their ceramic coatings, which are a fantastic offering uh, offering as well. Um, So, yeah, it was just just nice to go through a full range and just get a good breakdown on products. Um, Going back to pH levels, things Mm -hmm. like, you know, the leather cleaner and also the interior cleaner. Um, You know, like leather has a a, a pH level of 5.5. Uh, whereas you know, sometimes people might use like a very strong APC, which might have a pH level of like ten or, mm. or or more. So it really strips back the leather and also the top coat of the leather, things like that. So when we're doing cars like Ferraris, Maseratis, Lamborghinis, things like that, or just any general cars in purpose, that's when we come back to using things like the Sonax leather cleaner, uh, and then br- bring back down that pH level with their uh, leather protection and things like that. So. We really just try to focus on you using the correct products for the correct cars um and just make sure we're doing the right thing so and that's where the sonex training was really cool because it really gave us a good breakdown on why we use these products and how to use them correctly so yeah
2: it was yeah. fantastic
0: yeah no, it's cool they're pretty well known for their um perfect finish I know I think it was one of polishes I first bought um I think I still have a little bit of it left too, but that's pretty well known in the industry. That's been their number one seller, I believe too.
1: Yeah. So perfect finish is fantastic, man. Um, another another good one is NP-0306. Um, that's really good for Japanese paint. Really like it's a nice soft paint. It just finishes down extremely well. Um, I'd probably say it's like perfect finish, but just with a little bit of extra bite. So you get a bit more correction out of it. Um, but the way it finishes down is fantastic. Um yeah, so it's yeah, really good products, man. The, the compounds are fantastic. The ceramic coatings are fantastic. Um, I, I just find as a, as a whole, they just have everything that can service everything that we need. I mean, they're multi-star and interior cleaner, I mean, you can buy that in 10 litre packs and it just lasts a long time. A little bit goes a long way. So it just works really well for us. I mean, like, I bought a 10 litre of multi-star and interior cleaner probably four months ago and I still have a quarter of the bottle left. Yeah, that's, that's used every day so it's yeah it, the products last a long time which is really good
2: yep.
0: yeah yeah no, I think yeah it's best to especially with leather use what like a leather cleaner don't use an APC I know everyone's different but yeah you got yeah. to be careful with these some of these new cars now
1: oh 100 I mean cars and material these days are getting thinner and thinner I mean there's so many cars come out now with under 100 microns of paint so mm. Yeah, so I mean, in, same same with leather. I mean, leathers. I mean, you look at like a a nineties or two thousands Merc or BMW or something, and that's 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 real leather. Mm. You look at cars now, and it's like they're not not the same really. So, um, yeah, things have changed. Things are getting thinner. Materials aren't as good as what they used to be. I, I believe, and yeah, we just need to adjust to that and be and be careful.
2: Yeah.
0: So. Do Sonex have their own pads? Polish pads? Yes,
1: yeah, Sonex do. And they're yeah. actually really, really good. So Sonex have a, um, a DA um, a, a, a medium cut pad. It's a yellow pad. Um, really, really good. They're very similar to the orange HDO pads from Lake Country. Yep, They're really good. Um, they're really good. They've also got a hybrid wool DA pad. So we use a lot of the roop's um wool pads the blue heavy cut wool pads and um i had a few sonax pads lying around so i was like oh i'm just going to try it on this car we're using it actually worked better and finished down better as well so i could pretty much do that car as a one step instead of using two steps going from the roop's wool to finishing. so it was just fantastic and um you know we're we're an a, a th- authorized detailer for sonax yep. um so in terms of dollars and cents it makes sense to use their pads as well because it's we we can get it for a bit of a better price but the pads work really really well really really well especially with their compounds it's it's fantastic they've designed a really good concept
0: yep yep and you I see the other day you were doing a bit of wet sanding as well so
1: yeah so we had a we've got a jzx100 chaser that we're doing at the moment um so yeah we I ordered a denim pad, and I was like, "Oh, I'll i want to try one of these denim pads out just to level the, the clear out." And um, unfortunately, it was going to come very late. The next day, I was expecting it on the Wednesday, but it was going to come on Thursday, like four ten. I got a prompt from Oz Post or whatever. And I was like, "Oh man," I'm like, "Let's just get into it." So we just started um, sanding a little bit. We did some trolling and um. We did a you know one side wet sanding, one side just a wool pad buff, just to see how it all goes with the rotary. And uh, we weren't getting the right leveling that we would like to with a rotary buff and um, a heavy cut compound. So I thought, you know what, I've I've got heaps of um two thousand here, so let's just start sanding. And um, yeah, I'm very lucky because one of my guys actually used to be a panel beater, so he used to wet sand cars a lot. So he was he was, you know. He, he loved it, so he just got into it. I got into it, and um between the two of us, we had the, the whole car wet sanded. We started at one, no, we started at twelve thirty. We had it all done by about five. Um, so we we'll, were we'll pretty happy with that we were lucky. The paint was actually very nice to work with, so leveling it down was 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 quite good, and um. Yeah, so we we just, we did, yesterday we finished up, we did a rotary cut on it just to get all the sanding marks out and everything, and then we just refined it with a, well, we still cut it again with a wool pad just to make sure everything was 100% gone. And then we just given it a, a final wash down yesterday before we start refining it. So, but so far the car looks absolutely fantastic. Like the finish, like I've never done a full wet sand before. I wet sand the panels and got rid of scratches here and there, but never done a full car. Mm. And, um, oh man, it's like the finish is unbelievable like it's just like it used to it used to really be really peely and um if you see on my instagram stories you'll see that like we've done a comparison of like the same shot before when with all the orange peel to now and it just looks like it's in 4k like it's awesome so yeah yeah it's really cool man so um yeah so on monday yeah we're going to do a um two more stages uh so we're going to use probably a blue hdo pad from lake country and 3d1 just to refine it um alcohol wipe it and then use cup car- we always use car for essence as our finisher yes. um and then we ceramic coat the car from there so i'm going to coat that in uh crystal serum ultra so that should look really really wet it should look really cool Very so, nice. yeah so the owner said he wanted the car to look like a mirror so yeah we'll, we'll
0: do that. So <laughs> the um do you still throw the headlight restorations in around every now and then? Oh
1: yeah, they sneak in from time to time. Yeah, like I've got a Toyota Kluger in at the moment. Um, so a bit about us: we we pretty much do every any car. I mean, from your daily driver to you know extremely rare cars. You know, of only a handful in, in in the world. So we we do anything from your normal car to full classic cars. We do a lot of concourse preparations as well. Um, but yeah, so I've got a Toyota Kluger in now and um, yeah, we're going to do a full detail on that and the headlights are all stuffed and I was like, oh yeah, I know how to fix that. So <laughs> I'm going to get right into that. So, and, and that, that kind of, it, it's cool doing that because it kind of goes back to my early days when I used to give the car a wash and do the headlights and people would say, wow, what a nice transformation. But now I'm just doing the complete car. So it's really cool. Like I like to, you know, you always remember where you came from and yeah, um, yeah yeah tie all those things in I think I think it's awesome yeah it still makes me smile to these days like it's just yeah seeing that seeing the before and afters it's really cool
0: mm. yeah now you get a. It seems like you get a fair range of different cars which is cool
1: yeah well, sure, <coughs> you know, we're, we're 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 very lucky to work on some of the cars that we do I mean um yeah we've got we've got one customer with a collection of cars that you know you just don't see anymore you know Um, I mean, it doesn't drive them, but I mean, it's, it's awesome that we get to work on those types of cars. I mean, this one customer has, it's got 95 cars, (laughs) Wow, 95, it's, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, when we service all of them, uh, we look after all the cars. So it's just an absolute honor to be working on cars like that. It's, it's just amazing.
2: Yeah.
0: So with, um, Brookvale, where about, is that in, how far is that from Sydney?
1: Um, so we're probably about half an hour from Sydney CBD. Oh, yeah. Um, So, not too far. So, we're on the Northern Beaches. So, we're right near Manly Beach, uh, DY Beach and all that. Um, oh, yeah. Um, for the footy players, we're right near, um, you know, the Manly Seagulls home ground. So, <laughs> we're right right down the road from there. So, yeah. yeah, no, so, yeah not, not far at
0: all. A lot of dollars in Sydney. So, no wonder you're getting some nice cars up there.
1: Yeah, we do get some nice cars. So, we're, yeah, we're very lucky to work on some nice cars. I have some really nice customers that really trust us with their... Pride and joy, and um, yeah, it's really cool, man. I, I'm so blessed to have the customers that I do, and uh, I really thank them for for trusting us mm. uh, and letting us do our thing.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool when you get a nice nice car. Even though, yeah, anything could be nice to someone, but yeah, when you get some of the the higher cars, and you think, wow, look where I've become, like ended yeah. up.
1: Oh, exactly right, right, exactly right. I mean, yeah, I, I just find it's it's hard with the the nice cars. I mean, you don't always get the kind of dollars that you Get with those types of cars because I find you just spend that extra time on them. Mm. You know, like little things like I mean, we had two Ferrari um uh pistas in, right? Four uh Ford Eight Pistas, and you just spend so much time on them, even though they're, they're fully PPF clear wrapped, you spend so much time just making sure everything is perfect, everything's clean, and, and how the car should look. You know, it just but you, it's hard to charge nine hours worth of work on a car that is wrapped yeah so we try to keep we try to keep it at a good price um and just and just, just take our time and do a nice job on them
0: do you do um you do much many interiors I know we talked about the leather stuff
1: yeah we do a lot of interior work um a lot of Alcantara yep um a lot of leather work um so we've actually done so We've actually done our leather course with Color Lock. Um, oh, yeah, but we do we've learned a lot from them. Um, we we're doing that with Lars and also Terry from uh yep. Um, so we learned a lot of them and how you know, in terms of cleaning, um, and using the right products correctly and and a So, yeah, we do do a lot of interior work. I mean, we get a lot of cars, I mean, like Klugers and things that come in and they're full of um dog hair and sand and, and all that. And yeah, we just yeah, we just get into it. Really,
0: is there uh, much um, demand yeah. for color lock leather restoration? Do, do you do that side of it as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do a lot, man. So, um, a lot of side bolsters on on driver seats, um, handbrakes sometimes are worn through. Um, a lot of steering wheels, a lot of steering wheels.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I think a lot of people used um, uh, yeah, a lot of people use hand sanitizer through through COVID and i think now we're starting to see the effect of that because it's really dried out all the all the leather so we're getting a lot of steering wheels that are just worn through or they're starting to lose their color and things so we can just recolor that and and repair them um some people buy like a, a used car and it comes in and it's all stuffed up and we, we fix all that up A lot of armrests on the driver's driver's armrest um yeah, so whatever we can do is just to tidy them up. You know, we we try to we, we try to look at ourselves as like doing like a mini restoration yep. on a car. So we'll do a paint correction. Um, we also have really good wheel guys. So we get wheels repaired, um, painless dent removal. We get that done as well. Um, and now I do leather repairs as well. So it, we try to look at it as like a complete service.
0: Yep. So, yeah. I haven't yeah. had anyone on doing leather restoration, that that color lock stuff. So I was going to dive in more about it, but. Looks very interesting to do.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's pretty challenging to do. Um, it's a pretty challenging thing to do. Um, but it's it's a fantastic result. Like when you get it right and you get the coloring right and everything, it's just awesome.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, employees. So you got you said you have one the the guy that was retired, or you got another one as well? Have you?
1: Yeah, man. So I've actually got two employees. Yep. Um. So John is my—he's um, only three days. Um, he's a bit older now, so we try to do what, what we can. But he—he uh, he does a great job when he's here. Yep. Um, and I've also got a full time guy. Um, so I've got a full time guy and a casual. And um, yeah, between us, man, we just get it done. So.
0: Yep. Yeah. You still on the tools yourself, day oh, day. Yeah. Out? Every, yep.
1: Yeah, every day, man. Yeah, every day. I'm always out there with the boys um you know i i just love getting into it you know if there's a if they like we had a car coming yesterday actually a toyota yaris <clears throat> and um stolen and recovered these guys drove through the bush they went off roading car was an absolute pigsty and I, I just jumped at it I, I love doing those kind of jobs because you you see them so dirty and then you see them so clean afterwards i think it's really cool mm. and um it's just, it's just, it's just good. Like I, I jump into it too. Like I, I don't sit there and say, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. Like we just get into it. We all do it together. I don't treat anybody, um, differently. Like I, I am, you know, I, I see myself as all equal with them, and we do our thing, and we just get by.
0: Yeah. Was it hard trying to get, um, employees? I know you got, you talked about one. So was it hard to get many? And was there a point when you thought. I've, I need more or?
1: Um, yeah, it's it has been a challenge to get employees, especially the right ones. I mean, I've gone through a few now. Um, you know, a few people said that they can do everything under the sun and you say, oh, yeah, great. This 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 could be good. Um, this could give me a little bit of a break and take a bit of pressure off the workload. And, um, yeah, a few people come in and they just can't really do much or do what they say. So you, your expectations kind of dropped a bit there um so yeah finding the right team um is always challenging um i feel like we've we've we're at a really good point in our lives now uh, or in our business now so yeah we're we're yeah we're, we're getting through it quite quickly we're doing quality jobs you know things don't leave here until they're right um so yeah i think at the moment now yeah we're, we're 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 pretty good with our employees we're doing well um but yeah it is hard to find good stuff it definitely is hard to find good stuff yeah uh, one thing we're trying to look at doing later on is um, we're going to try and find someone that can help us with PPF. Oh yeah, because we would like to add PPF to our business and and window tin.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So trying to find staff members for that later on in the year will be will be something uh, another challenge for us. Yeah. So, Yeah.
0: Have you had a play with film before or?
1: Uh, yeah, and I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm just, I, I can't do it. So, I mean, I w- I, would pro- I probably should go do a course and and, and see how I go. Um, but for me, I just don't want to stretch myself too thin and then try and do PPF, try and do pain correction, try and do all this stuff. I, I just got to focus on doing quality work all the time. So, yeah, so that's why I thought if I could get someone in that knows how to do PPF, that would definitely take um a lot of the pressure off because... One thing somebody told me in business is if you're not good at it, get someone that is good at it because you can't, if you're not good at it, then it's going to be a crap job and you're going to get a bad name. So I don't want to do that. So if I can find someone that, that wants a, a job in doing PPF, um, yeah, that's that's what I'd like to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that as well. I think even one of our, our guests said that on an episode, yeah, get someone in. If you're not good at the book work or, or whatever, give it to someone who is
1: hundred yeah, percent, man. And that came back to when I was a mechanic, like I I sucked at doing electrical. Like if there was something wrong, like something with wiring or something that was wrong, man, I just couldn't do it. So send off to an a, a auto electrician, they get it done. They know where it is. They know where the problem is. They get it sorted. You come back and you do your bit. Like that's, that's one thing I learned in that business as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially in, yeah. Cars these days, electric systems on them are pretty, pretty crazy.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's another issue as well. So, yeah, <laughs> just insane. You're
0: not missing the cars, working on them, like mechanics?
1: Nah, you know what? I still do a little bit mechanical here and there. Like, you know, one of the boys at work needed the brakes done. So I was like, oh, yeah, let's let's get it sorted. So, you know, I started doing brakes the other day, and I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm, you know, excuse the French, but I'm covered in shit. I've like, got <laughs> brakes all over me and stuff. And I was like, oh, man, I really just don't miss this. I, I don't yeah I, I still service my own cars and doing a few bits and pieces here and there but i um i'm glad that i know it i'm glad that i know how to fix my own car and i can, I can save my own money doing that but mm. yeah i don't miss um yeah spinning oil filters and changing oil and pulling out gearboxes and engines and stuff like <laughs> i just don't miss that so
0: you don't ever um not starting the tire service in your shop either
1: no no that's no. one thing i don't miss as well like yeah, I used to do a lot of tyres. Um, so yeah, I was running the Kmart Tire and Auto stores and also Bridgestone. So yeah, I did a lot of work in tyres. Um, I was quite good at it. Um, i done well for myself in the in the automotive industry. Um, but yeah, I just don't miss, I just don't miss that. Nah. One thing I one thing I don't miss about it is for a customer getting the car service and buying tyres, it's a grudge purchase. Mm. No one wakes up saying, Oh, I can't wait to get my oil changed or brakes changed. <laughs> unless you're, you're an enthusiast, right? But 90% of the people they are there driving, they're like, oh shit, my car needs a service or these needs brakes. Oh man, I've got all these bills now, that this to do. You're like, so I, I don't miss that. One thing I love about detailing, it's a luxury purchase. People like, um, I mean, okay. So like that guy with the chaser. I mean, he got a paint job done and he's not 100% happy with it. Now we're doing this, this massive job on it. And he's like so excited about this job and it makes me feel good. Like it's a bit of a buildup. And um, so people, they look forward to seeing the car afterwards, you know, and and all that. And one thing I didn't like about mechanical is, okay, let's say you have a car that has oil leaks all underneath the car. You spend $1,000 fixing all the oil leaks. No one's going to see anything. No mm. one sees any difference. They just go, oh, cool, thanks. Uh, I guess it's okay. And then they leave, you know. So no one's happy, uh, you know, at the end. Oh, not, oh, a lot of people, they don't see the, the, the benefit of it. But when people spend money getting a really nice detail done, a good paint correction, everything, they go, "Wow, I can't believe it's my, my own car. That's awesome!" And that's probably the best thing about detailing is seeing customers' reactions afterwards, mm. and like getting messages afterwards, and like you know, five star reviews on Google. People be like, "Man, they, they these guys did such a good job on my car. I'm so happy." You know, like it's it's a really really cool feeling, and it really drives us to to do to, to, to go harder every day. You know, and like yeah, when, when when customers send in that first watch video after astronomy coding like oh man she got all the beads this is awesome like it's it's really really cool like it's i, I just love it you know and and yeah like i was saying to you off air like if i won the lotto tomorrow i would still detail because mm. i love i just love this i love this industry i love how the customers are and, and i love the things we get to work on it's awesome so.
0: yeah no it's cool i always wonder why like people uh, they'll they'll take and get their car fixed and happy to pay the mechanic an hourly rate of whatever but then when it comes to detail they're like oh jesus i might like well <clears throat> yeah to get your car serviced and pay a fair amount why don't you you got your car detailed why don't you pay them a fair amount so
1: yeah well that's the thing i mean that's that's the challenge in the industry is, is finding the right customer i mean in all industries no matter what it is mm. food you know or anything. There's cheap customers. There's there's customers that want really good stuff, mm. and finding the customers, weeding out those customers that don't want your services and don't want to pay for your services, mm. is a very hard challenge. I mean, like, don't be wrong, man. When I first started, I took on anything, you know, just to get get going. But I mean, sometimes I look back and I'm like, man, I was doing some pain correction jobs for like two hundred dollars, just because I was like, I didn't have anything else to do. So, but. When I did that job for $200, I was learning, I was documenting, okay, this works, this is this paint system, you know, so you can't always look at the dollar value to it. You've got to look at the value that you're getting from that job. And I think that's what a lot of detailers suffer with at the start is they focus on the money too much. It's not the money. Just think about what you're getting from that job. So in that time you're learning, oh, so Japanese cars have soft paint, um, Range Rovers have soft and hard paint depending on the color. Um, you know, BMWs are always hard. Uh, Mercs are extremely hard. Audi's is extremely hard. So I think for me, you know, it wasn't so much the money; it was the, the 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 value that I was getting out of doing those jobs. So I knew for for the next time I did it, I could be faster. I mean, the amount of notes and everything that I wrote down. You know, when I did a job, I was like, okay, so this happened, that happened. Uh, how can I improve? You know, so I'll do a full breakdown. If i after I did that car, I'd sit at home and I'd be watching TV or something and I'd just write, um, okay, so I use this pad on that car. Maybe if I went to a microfiber pad or a wool pad, this would have been faster. Maybe I'll try that next time. And okay, so let's say I get a Tesla in, right? Um, I'll say, okay, so this was soft paint. Maybe I'll try this pad next time or maybe I'll, I won't, you know, so... It was things like that where, you know, it wasn't so much the dollar value. It was the value that you were getting out of that job for yourself.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: Because, yeah, uh, I, t- I tend to build a long-term business. So every job we do, we learn from and we try to grow from. Yep. So, yeah.
0: Now, I've, I've noticed some, like, when you do a, a job, you're like, oh, that, we sort of we broke even or we lost a few dollars on that one. But then you think that person will go and tell their friend, and then that you'll end up with more work and you you might not come out of it too bad in the end anyway. The the return will um soon pay off. So
1: oh hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean there's so many cars that we've done and I've gone, man, next time I'll go to charge double for that. Like that mm. was I I really lost out on that one. Yeah. But you know what? You learn and that in every business this happens. Every business this happens, you know. Um yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's plumbers out there that would have done a job for like two grand and gone oh man I'm for that like just in every industry you learn and um I think that's one of the, the coolest things I like about having your own business is is this part mm. is oh man I've I done that and um you know, you feel good about the job because like oh I whatever I, what I charged was a very very fair price and you feel good about it and the customer's good and everybody's happy it's good or there's some jobs where you're like oh man i I wish I got more for this because this is a, a pain. Um, but you learn, you know. Mm. You learn. Nah, and you also learn customers as well, at, uh, as well. You learn their expectations. And sometimes you think that they only wanted this, but they actually wanted the full thing. Um, and yeah, like, oh, I, I've been stung with it before where you've done a pain correction on a car and you do, just do like a quick interior tidy up because you think they're only going to spend, I don't know, 800 bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever. And then they get the car back and they're like, oh no, I wish you just did the full thing. I was happy to pay. And you're (laughs) like, oh man, sometimes you just read people wrong. Yeah. Um, So I think it's very important just to try and, like we always try and have a consultation with our customers first just to try and get their understanding of, you know, what they want, Um, how would you like this done. And also talking about price first before the car gets booked in. That way there's no surprises. You understand the customer's expectation and also what you need to do on the day as well, Mm. you know so yeah
0: yeah no that's good um how's the you, you did mention there's a few other details in your area as well yeah, yeah man.
1: So we have we have a lot of other people around us um we've got deluxe detailing down the road we've got mv pro around the corner uh we've got a and h uh Hamadatri. i think i'll sell it say his name um yeah we've got a few guys around us man mm. but like yeah, we, we just try to focus on what we do. Um, I don't really look at what they do, their pricing thing. I don't even know what they charge. Uh, we just try and focus on what we need to do and look after our customers. And uh, I think the biggest thing around here is, you know, if we have someone that comes in and says, oh, look, I've been, um, I used to go down the road, but I've seen you guys. I'll actually say, no, I'd, I'd rather you keep going down the road because I don't want to steal anybody's customers. Um, because look, there's plenty of cars out there, you know. Mm. Um and if a customer is very sold on coming to us then that's fair enough. Um, uh, but I'll try to keep them with the existing detailer. Um, because I don't like stealing anybody's work on yeah, and and doing the wrong thing by people because it's just not right. And um, you know, long term in business you just you want to you want to remain have a good name.
0: Yeah, so. no, that's good. Um, it's good to hear that you you actually went and done some training or worked at the other detailer shop for a little bit or got some knowledge there because we talk about there's no not a lot of training in in our country so for this industry oh well,
2: yeah
1: man like um yeah there's not um I mean anybody and the, the the worst thing about the detailing scene at the moment is so unregulated I mean there's no apprenticeships on it there's no I mean anybody I mean like my neighbor could start a detailing business tomorrow mm is good or not i don't know but i mean that's that's how it is anybody can start up one these days there's no training um in terms of i mean a few people offering training courses but i mean you don't have to do it um like in a mechanical game you have to do an apprenticeship to become a tradesman uh so i I would like to see detailing having an apprenticeship um because like You're dealing with a lot of high-end cars regardless, you know. Even if it's just a normal car, it's still an expensive purchase, right? If somebody goes and buys a Toyota Pflugger tomorrow, I mean, it's still a $70,000, $80,000 car. If you're buffing that car wrong, you could burn through the paint. You could damage that car. So I think people need to go through some sort of training, and I think it's pretty wild that it's not regulated. Um, I don't know why. Um, I mean, there's people out there that get certified, over the phone there's no actual training mm. um so i think uh, for, for ceramic coatings i think i think that's pretty wild um i think i think there should definitely be a lot more regulation towards it and also there should be maybe i, I can create even have an apprenticeship towards it um yeah. because yeah it's uh, this skill set involved in doing this is, is quite high so i think you know especially to do it at a high level um like some of the jobs that we do like it's that's some pretty high level stuff, you know? Mm. And um yeah, I, I just think, yeah, you can't just walk off the street and do that kind of stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, no, we agree that we, there's a little bit happening, probably not, yeah, the apprenticeship side of things, but yeah, we, I, I was talking to someone the other day It's trying to help the industry a bit and um yeah, not sort of regulate it, but yeah, just sort of get everyone aligned to what we're doing. So. Just yeah,
1: I, I see that you're doing that, man. Like, I really, I really appreciate the podcast, I think what you're doing is really good because I was listening to one of your podcasts before, and and you were mentioning that a lot of detailers don't really talk to each other,
2: mm, yeah. um,
1: everybody's kind of hiding, they don't really talk to, to each other much. Um, I talked to a few detailers, um, you know, in terms of oh hey man, like I've got a Porsche KM coming tomorrow in black, like is it hard pain or soft pain? What do I, you know? And they, they might give me a bit of a tip on what kind of pads to use and things, um like, but we all we all we all kind of talk to each other um, on things, um, but there's not many there's not many that really talk to each other. Uh, a lot of people I know some some detailers that don't talk to anybody they just keep doing what they're doing. Mm. So the, the community itself is a bit, yeah, it's a bit held back. Yeah, uh, you know, and people like Chicago Auto Pros in America. I mean, like those guys are massive, and mm. they've created a great business and a great name, but they're very big with the community as well. And I think I think America just does things very differently to what we do and um i think we're we're, we're behind definitely
2: yeah
0: absolutely so yeah. i think it's changing in a way like everyone's starting to come out a little bit from what i've noticed and yeah guys that have been on this pod will talk to me and then they'll talk to others that have been on here and yeah everyone sort of like talks to each other now a bit more than and sometimes i don't know what the big secret is like no one wants to talk like yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's definitely getting it's it's definitely getting better. Um, but yeah, I, I have noticed uh, as I've been watching over the years, it's it's yeah, it was a bit 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 of a secret, but now it's starting to come a bit more to light, which is good. Mm. Uh, I think the best thing that detailers should do is really just form a price range. Really, yeah. I mean, like, look at plumbers, man. Plumbers charge <laughs> they whack you one hundred and twenty dollars before they even get to your door. Yeah. So, I, mean, I I I feel like a lot of detailers should talk to each other in terms of regulating price. I and mean, we should all say, Hey, a, a ceramic coating is going to be over a thousand dollars. Nobody do these four, $500 specials out of your garage charge this because it's going to help the industry so much. Um, I know a lot of mechanics done that. When I was in the mechanics trade, we had a lot of unions trying to form uh, a, a price um, because a lot of people are undercutting people. So we try to do, to do that. I mean, people sort of do it now, but I mean, for instance, I mean, I had a job booked in the other day for $500 and somebody down the road did it for $300. <laughs> why? I don't understand why. You're literally, like, I don't know if, if they think that they're good because they got that job over me. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you just lost $200. Mm.
2: So
1: I, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I just think it should be a bit more regulated in terms of our, you know, full detailing prices all the way to your ceramic coatings. So I think ceramic coatings should start, you know, a minimum of twelve hundred dollars and up, yeah. and go away to two and a half grand, three grand, because the process is is big. Mm. Um, not so much on a new car. I mean, new cars still need correction. I mean, some of them come in. I, mean, I was listening to one of your pods earlier this morning, and uh, a, a gentleman was saying that he had a Ranger come in with three hundred kilometers on it, and it was totally trashed. Yeah, and new cars are getting delivered like this—it's really bad. So. You know, I I think I think there should be more value added to ceramic coatings I mean more a uh, higher price range to ceramic coatings because to get the car looking the way it does, it's a big process. You know. Yep. So, yeah, yeah I, I think as detailing as a detailing community, I think we should all stand up and and really raise the prices.
0: Yep, I agree. It's not a it's not a race to the bottom.
1: Well, that's what some people like. Think. <laughs> some people, yeah, I, I find. I find um, some detailing businesses they're good, good skill set, but not good in terms of business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So they think if they got cars everywhere, they're doing well. However, they might have five cars there for three hundred dollars, and other detailers might have one or two cars there for four hundred bucks each. So who's yeah. who's doing better? You know what I mean? Mm. it's yeah i don't know some people want to work like a you know just kill themselves and do a cheaper job but stay busier and think that they're doing well but i think we just need to think smarter about doing jobs and charge more i mean i think and some of these full interior jobs we're doing on some of these seven-seater cars that takes a long time mm. dog hair sand kids squeezing you know poppers onto the roof and there's bubble gum under the seats and things like that. and these jobs take a long time so i think we should all stand up charge accordingly and and um yeah because yep. yeah. it'll make us feel good about it too you know as a, as a detailing community we'll feel good about it we'll make more money um but yeah i think it's i think it's good
0: yeah everyone wins if we yeah, all it rather than trying to fight and undercut and yeah no it's the same with maintenance washes now like i've moved my prices up because yeah there's people in town that love doing that um but, yeah, you can – I'd prefer that – a coating over that sort of work and then rather than trying to do three or four washes in a day and burn yourself out and you just do a coating.
1: <clears throat> exactly right. Exactly right. I mean, look, sometimes you don't always have the luxury of getting those um, high yep. ticket jobs. Um, but when you do, I think I think we should all have a standard – I mean, if you go on Facebook Marketplace now, there's – oh, ceramic coating, $300, $500. It's Like, why are you – that's insane, yeah. So I mean, I I think it should be try to be a bit more regulated in that, that way. I don't know how you how we would, but I think mm. as detailers, I think a lot of people, especially watching podcasts like this, should yeah really think about what they're charging because I mean it's really a race to the bottom. Yep. No. Um. Yeah. So
0: no, that's good. I'll get into our um. I got six stage questions, so I did show you um send you the questions just as a bit of a guide so um which i do to everyone so um what was your first ever detailing job back in oh the day?
1: my first ever detailing job i'd probably say was my m3 the one that on it after that m3 so i had an e46 m3 that was the one i got detailed by that guy and he said if you think you can do a better job do it yourself so I got that I got that car pain corrected by somebody else and then I had the ceramic coated. It. So I wouldn't really say that was a full detail job start to finish. However, my next car was an E90 M3. And I did that car start to finish, full pain correction as best as I could. I mean, there were still swells and I didn't I thought I did a pretty good job, but um know, <laughs> yeah, Back then things were different. And yeah, um yeah. but I mean the car was fantastic. So I did the car start to finish and ceramic coated it myself. I think that took me a whole weekend and um yeah I I remember sitting back and I was just like man I did that that was awesome look how good it looks and I was showing everybody and I was driving around and whenever it rained I was you know looking out at the window just looking at it going oh man that's so cool like with the water running off it and stuff uh you can actually see it's on my Instagram you can actually see I'm just looking down from my house like from one of the windows onto the car um and yeah always showing it off and I was like man look how awesome it looks and um yeah, it was good and getting compliments for it could like, made me feel really good. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So yeah, that was my first detailing job, man, my E90 M3. Yeah.
0: What's the thing with the BM- BMWs?
1: Oh, I just love I love BMWs. Um I love the M cars. I love hmm. I love anything motorsport, you know, but particularly the M cars because they're a car that you can drive every day. Um or you can drive them on the racetrack. You know, I think they're just absolutely fantastic. I've had a lot. My dad, it actually came from my dad. So when I was four years old, my dad had an E36 M3. And uh, I remember, because we used to live at the bottom of the hill, and I always used to say to my dad, I used to go up, up, you know, because I was pretty young then, and um, yeah, we'd go flying up the hill. And um, I was like, oh, that's awesome. So we've always been around M cars. Car, fast cars have always been around, you know, in my life. And, um, yeah, I think in particular the, the M3s have always – yeah, being in my in my sights. Yeah. I, I had a period where I was a lot a big JDM guy. I yeah. had a lot of Silvias, Skylines. I had an RX7, I had a Mazda RX3. Uh, I had a lot of JDM cars. Um, but yeah, going back into the M cars, I was like, man, I can drive these cars. I love driving. So I was like, I can drive these cars every day, not get pulled over by the cops, because I got defected pretty bad. Like you feel my <laughs> car. So I mean I got hammered there. So I was like, yeah, I can drive these cars every day. They look respectable. Uh, I can drive them on the track. I can do everything with them. So for me, not the fastest cars out there, but I mean, I can drive these cars every single day. Yeah, double the merits and all that stuff doesn't matter. I can still drive them every day. And it's great. <laughs> go away for the weekend, and I can go to the racetrack on on you know another weekend. So it's it's just such a good all rounder.
0: Yeah, no, that's yeah. cool. Uh, favorite polisher.
1: Favorite polisher. Oh, I love my roots. I yeah. got a Roops Bigfoot Mark Three. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. It's it's just it's an absolute beast. It cuts really well. Uh it can finish down really well. It's just yeah, it's really good, man. Yeah. And you know what? For the past three years, um, you know, I've had a few problems with it, you know, the, the cord stretching and things and, and, and um heaps of brushes and everything. But I mean it's still going strong. Yeah. It's still going strong, so
0: that's fairly Rupez standard though. it's either brushes or a cord eventually. So
1: Yeah, I mean these all happen, but I, I seem to have it, like, I had it all in one go, and I was like, man, this thing sucks. My shine mates like so much better. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I just, um. yeah, I love my roots, man. It's really cool. Really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, Probably, oh, we might have already talked about a bit of it. What's your, what's your dream car?
1: I've got two. Can
0: I have two cars? <laughs> yeah, you can have many as you want.
1: Ferrari F40 dream car yep. and the 288 gto ferrari yep they're both a very similar car but i love both of them i think they're such an awesome it is so sick man like v8 mm. twin turbo massive wastegates on them like this old school raw car like i love those i also oh, can I have a third car mm. i love the porsche 930 turbo yep i love them i think they're just absolutely awesome um yeah, I think they. I think those cars were just like back then, man. That was that was a peak of motorsport back then, mm. man. I think that was awesome, and um, we're very proud to say that we've detailed all those cars. Um, I'm not allowed to share photos of them just yet. I've done a few little snippets here and there, Um, but yeah, when when the professional photos come out, then I'll share all those. But I mean, for us to be detailing a Ferrari F40 was a very big highlight of my career. I mean, that was. That was incredible. That was incredible.
0: No, that's awesome. Wow. A favourite tool, uh, detailing tool or product?
1: Favourite detailing tool? What's something that I use? Um, I'd probably say one of my, one of the best tools that I've bought. I love my extractor. I've got a Karcher Pussy extractor. That's really cool um my lake country pad washer is awesome yeah i got one I, yeah, it's pretty, man yep. that thing that thing was like the, the biggest game changer in terms of dust but also how your pads come your pads come out like brand new they do yeah so saves me a lot of money but also instead of like you know sometimes you buff buffing your car and you might get like a little bit of pig's tails from the from the pad you just it just eliminates that you know yeah. so that was a really cool thing um i've also got a tornado um so it plugs into the airline and also to your vacuum. So some of these cars with shitty carpets, you know, can oh, they? Tornado. That one, yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And that thing is just, like, unbelievable. I mean, like I was saying, like, I did a um a stolen and recovered Toyota Yaris yesterday. And, um yeah, crap carpet. And the customer even said, he goes, I vacuumed this car for three hours. Nothing's happening. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'll get it. And just use, it, use that thing. And, man, it just works so well. Wow. And when he that... picks up, thing, he goes, how did you get it this good? I was like, oh, I've got this thing. And I showed him, and he's like, whoa, that's that's sick. So <laughs> that, that thing's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I like my steamer. My steam is really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of favorite products, favorite products. Uh, there's just so many. Um, what, <laughs> yeah. could, what could it be? What could be my favorite? I'd probably say Sonax spray and seal is probably one of my favorites. That's awesome in terms of, uh, have you used it before? Like any, it's like Geon wet coat.
0: Yeah, it'd be, yeah I was going to say it'd be something like that. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think that is just, that's still, just still, it's surprising me all the time. I think that's really cool. Um, another product that I've tried recently that I really, really enjoy was um actually the System X ceramic coating. Um, so I use System X Max on a few cars and man that was good that was really good yeah. um so that was a great product um yeah yeah i think yeah that's I about think it. I, yeah that's about it yeah i uh, mean besides besides everything else i mean they're probably the standout ones yeah but i'd say that pad washer was definitely the best thing i've, I've, I've bought you know? Mm. you know in terms of something that that paid itself back within a matter of minutes it's just <laughs> fantastic.
0: Mine has already, like even because the I use the geon polish and they're all sort of water based, so I don't have to add oh, yeah. any sort of um the contents into the bucket. Now I just have run straight water through it the whole time, oh, nice. so, and yeah, so save yeah, buying cool. anything or put, putting anything in it, any additives. So I just run yeah, well, straight like, water.
1: That snappy boost stuff that comes with it is pretty expensive, it's like five bucks yeah. a pot. So yeah, I just, I, I just run a little bit of APC just to try and cl- keep them clean. So, mm. Yeah, but no, great, great products. Really great product.
0: Because, mm. yeah, I used to wash them in the sink, like scrubbing pads, and I'm like, oh, this is man. terrible.
1: I remember doing all that, man. I yeah. remember I used to, every Friday I used to line all my pads up in the wash bay and hit them with a the pressure washer. Yeah. The compound and stuff got everywhere, and I had to wait for them to dry. I was like, "Ah, oh, this takes ages. So, yeah, man. Mm. Um, I'd probably say in terms of my favorite compound, um it's definitely the 3d compounds so yeah. we use a lot of 3d 1 3d 510 um 3d speed man that stuff is just unbelievable so we yeah. use we do that for all our corrections 3d compounds um and yeah they just it just works really well so that's yeah so in no. Terms of, yeah
0: so no that's, that's cool that's good yeah. uh any uh, biggest tip for any details starting out
1: yeah, I think probably like what I mentioned before is don't look at the dollar value. I mean, a lot. I've seen a lot of details in the forums saying, oh, you know, how can I get to that $1,000 detail or whatever like that? And I think really just take what you can get, learn from it. Learn your customer base. Learn all that stuff first before you start charging. The money. The money will come. I think you just need to learn. Yeah, I think you need just to uh, really build your name up. Um, weed out some of those customers that don't want to pay. You know, if you're offering an interior detail for 220 and they're arguing about that, then you don't want them as your customer. Um I think just try and go for the try and try and find your market what you want to do. I mean, in terms of us for our business, our business is uh European cars, high-end cars. Um, you know, we still do your normal cars, yes. But mm. in terms of our sole business, we do a lot of European cars uh all the way through to your your you know hypercars, supercars. Um, concourse prep, that, that's, our, that's our business. If you want to be a general detailing business, then yeah, that's, that's, that's a different thing. Yeah. But don't chase the money just yet. Um, you'll get what you want for those jobs soon. Just um, focus on your customer base, focus on doing quality work and word of mouth will will, will overcome that.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good one. So yeah. yeah, know your market. That's what I always tell people. Know yeah. who you want to market to and what what you want to focus on.
1: Yeah. Oh, and don't get sucked into these guys saying, Oh, I'll book in fifty coatings a month if you just sign up now. It doesn't work. <laughs> um, I think your own work will will come through. I mean, those guys are just looking out to get rich. Um, you know, how can you book in 50 coatings a month if people don't want it? You know, what I mean, it's just bullshit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. I think focus on doing a good quality job every time. Spend that extra five minutes, have a look at the car again, just double check your work um don't send it this focus on doing what you need to do and the work will come the money will come um you know there's still jobs that i don't get full whack for you know that i'd like but it will come it will come it just takes time Um, uh, you know look i'm still very young in the business i've been in the detail like full-time detailing for two years now uh, i've been detailing for uh four years five years now um but that was at home mobile on weekends and things but full time two years, so we're still learning. We're learning every day.
0: Mm, yeah. Now so, you never never stop learning.
1: Never stop learning. So always keep learning. Don't chase the dollar. The dollar will come, and just focus on word of mouth and Google reviews. Google reviews help a lot.
0: Yeah. You got a obviously got a website, I believe. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. My website yeah. so yeah.
1: just www.detailautohouse.com. Um. So I've got all my pricing on there. Um. I've got. A link straight to the SonaX website with our, our discount code if anyone wants any, any SonaX products. Uh, and just a gallery of, of some of the awesome jobs that we've done.
0: Yeah. yeah that's, that's good. Um, And last one, what's your interests outside of detailing?
1: Um, interests outside of detailing? I'd probably say this, yeah. Um, driving, I love driving. Um, I love doing motorsport events, track days, um, even just going to watch some of my friends' race um yeah spending times with friends my girlfriend um and um oh riding i love riding i've got a um ducati Diavel. and I um, say
0: riding what yeah no that makes yeah, man.
1: Yeah. i just love i love going for like a long ride like all day just get lost somewhere totally just out, out of nowhere and just find your way back i think it's just awesome hmm. really good really good thinking time really good time to clear your head and it's just awesome just to be yeah one with the bike and just enjoy it so yeah yeah i love it
0: no awesome yeah very nice so oh we might uh might wrap it up so thanks for your time jace making the effort
1: oh no, man dale thank you very much man i'm really really proud to be a part of it and um yeah really appreciate you inviting me to the pod man it's, it's awesome
0: no it's good it's good to have a variety of everyone and um yeah no it, i think it's going well and so if anyone wants to contact you just how do they get hold of you
2: yeah, man.
1: So you can go through my socials, or through the website, or even just my mobile number. So o four five o two eight three double eight seven. You know, a lot of people see us on social media, and they just you know message us. You know, they DM us through Instagram or, or Facebook. Yeah, and or, or just visit the shop. Um. So our address is thirty nine Mitchell Road Brookvale, and we're located at the rear entrance of the building. So, yeah. yeah. And um, for anybody watching, man, check out our socials and yeah, if you can follow our detailing journey, that'd be awesome.
0: No, that's, that's what it's all about—following yeah. each other and helping each other. So, it, so. all right, we'll wrap it up and uh, thanks for your time, and we'll um, we'll talk soon, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Dale. Thanks, Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. That was another episode of the Detailing Down Under podcast. Subscribe now for everything auto
2: detailing in Australia.